Today, the Moderna vaccine was developed in January 2020 from the sequence provided in early January by China. The vaccine came out of stage one trial on February 7th, three days after the Department of Health and Human Services gave it liability immunity. Meanwhile, your freedoms are tied to vaccines now, especially on CNN. This and more will be talked about today. Hello everybody, um, this is uh, Jason Powers on Good Friday, uh, wishing you uh, a holiday uh, that you can uh, reflect on uh, your bond or your uh, connection with God. I know there are people that maybe uh, don't celebrate Easter in the same ways that others do, but uh, for all the people who do, and, and I, I would I would appreciate that you would... Uh, take stock of where you're at in your life and, and attempt to uh, find a more positive message um, uh, from wherever you can receive it and because um, we're under attack and there's been some there's always a a new story or a new uh, disconcerting um, view of reality that's being uh, portrayed out there I, I, I ran across a Someone had noticed that uh, Vatican City right now is pretty much empty. Um, I might put a link in later about uh, where you can access uh, the square or the not square, but I guess you could call it Vatican Square. Uh, it's a you know circular um, uh, place where people uh, gather, and usually on holy days uh, they would be uh, extra activity, but it's barren. We're run by a uh, priest that, uh, or the Pope, is isn't much of a Pope. Uh, my my personal opinion is he's he's a Marxist, he's a communist, he's he's in bed with the CCP too. So that should give you an idea of where we're at on this. But let's go into uh, Moderna first. So this is from the SEC.gov, so the Securities and Exchange Commission archives. 
um, it's uh, filed under archives slash Edgar slash data. Anyway, it's called the 2019 NCOV vaccine mRNA 1273, which is the Moderna vaccine that we've been um, receiving in America right now. So this is directly from it. In collaboration with the NIH and CEPI, we are rapidly developing a vaccine to address the, the 2019 uh, NCOV uh, outbreak. In collaboration with the NIH and CEPI, we are applying our platform for rapid vaccine design and manufacture to produce a vaccine 2009 NCOV in response to the emergent outbreak. The 2019 NCOV is a novel coronavirus that has infected thousands of people since its identification on January 7, 2020, spreading to multiple continents. So this was this was message. Now let me break in here. So this message was put out one week before the WHO said there was no no uh, indication of human to human transmission. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, was lying. There was no if 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 uh, if they write this up, Moderna and has information that means they actually know something that that was out there that was verified. They wrote down in this thing January seven of twenty twenty. This was seven days, one week before who said there was no no uh, indication of human-to-human transmission, which was a lie. And we, So why would you listen to a liar in the World Health Organization, which, as I reiterate over and over again, is run by or owned basically by Bill Gates. He provides 25 to 30% of the direct and indirect funding through a, a, a network of organizations that he funds, including the um, the Clinton Health Initiative, the Carter Center, Bloomberg. Uh, I can name off a, a half dozen other ones if I get the list together, but I do have the list, and I do have a graphic on that, but we're not going to go into that. So what I'm saying is is he controls that, and he, he obviously knew about this. And we'll, he also funds the NIH. He funds CEPI, and we'll, he obviously funds Moderna. He gave them twenty million dollars. We'll go into this further. So, in collaboration with the VRC, now I don't know the VRC. I don't know what that stands for. I can only guesstimate it has something to do with virus RC. I don't know what that could be. Could be China. Could be nothing. I'm I'm just hypothesizing there. I don't know what VRC stands for. We are developing an mRNA-based vaccine designed to express the coronavirus spiked protein S, spiked S protein, based on the genomic sequence of 2019 NCOV. On January 13th, that would be the day before uh, the World Health Organization issued their proclamation, on January 13, 2020, the NIH and our infectious disease research team finalized the sequence for the in uh, finalized the sequence for the 2019 NCOV vaccine, and we mobilized towards clinical manufacture. As of February 7, 2020, the clinical batch, included, including fill and finishing of vials, is complete. Get that? It's complete. The mRNA vaccine was designed and manufactured in 25 days and is undergoing analytical testing prior to release to the NIH for use in their planned Phase one clinical trial in the United States. So this was all rapidly put together. 
from the fact that they identified it, the fact that they knew about it, and the NIH, the NIH, which Tony Fauci heads, he is the head of that organization, he knew on January 13th this particular information. That is highly, highly important because what was he telling the Trump administration? And on, oh, oh, by the way, I think on January 13th, by, I'm going to pull this up here real quick because it's important. Um, I believe that was the day that uh, the transmission of the impeachment documents was done, um, if I'm not mistaken. And this becomes very critical, the timeline. And we're going to get into this further. The reason why the timeline is so important is because you start to understand when you go backwards, when did people know and when did they know it and what were they doing when they were supposed to be doing something and what were they doing during that time? Why were they doing it? Who was, uh, who was uh, pulling their strings or who could have pulled their strings? Who was involved in it? Uh, we need to get the who, the when, and then we, we know the why pretty much. We know why they've done this. But we need to know all those other things because there needs to be accountability for people's actions. And if we can find, not only, I know Judicial Watch is working on uh, Fauci's emails. So I'm going to see if I can pull back to that uh, time frame. It's going to be difficult now that I think about it. Uh, so let's see what the search is on my uh, website. Well, I, I got a solution. I just... Uh, sometimes I changed up my website recently and, uh, I got a, uh, way to filter back to a, a certain time frame. So I'm going to do that. I just realized that. Apologize for that. But what I'm getting at is, is, uh, this, this becomes a, a critical situation in terms of what we know and when did we know it. Um, the next part of this is that with the Moderna vaccine, so, not only does he does he know does he know uh, this was this is all tied to Gates. I'm I'm trying to lay out the framework because people need to know this and people need to get this really through their skull that there is there is substantial amount of information that has him do, doing this entire operation against us. So, for example, he's given four hundred and ninety million dollars well four hundred ninety million one hundred and forty thousand two hundred and forty one dollars in grants to the foundation for the national institutes of health the coalition for epidemic preparedness and innovations is listed and he has 120 million dollars that's gone through there gates has provided the 20 million to the mrna company moderna in uh, 2016 and 2019 so you see the three vectors there or the three connections right there to this particular vaccine. Plus, he has connections to Dr. Fauci, who runs the NIH. And now we're going to get to the next part of the timeline, because there's 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 events that came prior to this uh, release of the coronavirus. So, in particular, and I do have uh, information. I think I can pull back. So, yeah, uh, verify the who. So, let's see here. The day of the State of the Union, the CDC did not recommend face masks. Six weeks later, a different call, a call being made all over. In the intervening time before his official acquittal on February 5th, the highlights are as follows. Liu He, the vice premier of China, signed a phase one trade deal with the United States on January uh, 15th. 
So that would have been two days after this went on. The USMCA is ratified by the United States Senate 89-10 on January 16th. So it was quickly ratified by both Democrats and Republicans. Um, that, that was the USMCA. Trump attends the Davos World Economic Forum on January 21st. Trump delivers an anti-abortion March for Life January 24th. I'm just going through a numbers a numbers events. So Trump officially signs the US, USMCA on January 29th. Issues travel ban on Nigeria, Myanmar, Exitra, Kyrgyzstan, Sudan, and Tanzania on January 31st. Issues, issues travel restrictions from China on February 2nd. So that was two days before um, this um, situation. Two days before they, they finished, well, let's see here. As of February 7th, they uh, completed the batch. Let's get this again. The HHS issued its uh, proclamation that uh, there was a, um, the HHS gave uh, uh, immunity tied to coronavirus on February 4th of 2020. Uh, the documentation, I'll have to pull that up real quick. So, um, sorry, I'm open hyperlink. I'm going through this because I, I, I didn't get this all put together. I just came across some of this information just today. So I apologize. So we're, okay. So the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the Secretary declaration under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act for medical countermeasures against COVID-19. Summary. The Secretary is issuing this declaration pursuant to Section 319F-3 of the Public Health Service Act to provide liability immunity for activities related to medical countermeasures, medical countermeasures, uh, see, against COVID-19, as it was this uh, action notice of declaration. Summary, the secretary is issued, the, uh, he did this date. The declaration was effective as of February 4th of 2020. So that would have been exactly three days before this particular vaccine, the first clinical batch, including the, the was com uh, complete. So why was that done? I looked up the date. I think this, uh, the February 4th, the HHS was a Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Why was it done on a, on a Tuesday? And this, so obviously this comes out on Friday. So they must have told them something to give them enough distance of plausible deniability. But the, 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 eight, what do you call it? The, the WHO, the World Health Organization, um, provided its uh, situation um, I'm trying to pull up the next um, vestige of this. Okay, so the WHO, if I can get to it, yeah. So it, it set out, uh, preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of the novel coronavirus. This was January 14th of 2020. So how in the world could they, why in the world or how in the world could the NIH be assisting in building a vaccine for something that uh, there's no evidence of human to human transmission. Now I know there'll be people out there that'll that'll question that, especially doctors. They say, "Well, we we came across this coronavirus and we needed to just go ahead and just make a vaccine." Okay, so if they were making this vaccine and they, it, it, what makes you think that they didn't have this already ready to rock and roll um, much quicker than that? I, I, the thing is, is 
it's amazing that people will think that this was so easy to put together and yet it was i mean it may be very easy uh, from a uh, a biological i'm not a, a pharmacist i don't know anything about that but to put this together now here's the funny thing who did they distribute it to when did they distribute it who was involved in these trials i know there's a lot of uh, confidentiality which is kind of interesting because since this uh, virus has kicked off uh, there seems to be a lot of hush hush uh, being done uh, on certain people while other people have to uh, continually give up all their rights isn't that kind of convenient you know that uh, certain people will uh, will hide behind an anonymity and we don't know who else got this uh, and I'm not promoting this believe it or gene therapy I don't even really want to call it a virus uh, uh, vaccine uh, I don't want to promote this I'm just thinking uh, that uh, <laughs> it's very very disconcerting if you're involved in this in any way that you would allow this to go go on and the, the thing was is the the the, the the economy was doing extremely well at the time. As a matter of fact, the number of the number of unemployed uh, unemployed people per job opening there was tons of jobs being opened up in the United States, and there was a you know they, that had been continuing to grow. As a matter of fact, there was a labor shortage as far as many of the manufacturers they would uh, for certain jobs. Don't get me wrong there, but. It does come out that, you know, there's just a host of things that were just quite convenient. So, in just last year, the CDC also mentioned that between October 1st, or last year, well, it was last year, it was early, uh, it was October 1st to January 25th. This would have been, uh, they said there were at least 19 million illnesses and 180,000 hospitalizations and 10,000 deaths caused by the flu. This was, you know, ongoing. I, I, I pulled this tweet. This was on this was tweeted out on February third and there was hardly there was only two hundred and five likes on it and two hundred and seven re, re, retweets at that at that particular time when I did this post which was in April. That tells you where I was in April on this because I was trying to get facts and information. Uh determining, you know, what was going on. Yeah, I didn't change anymore. Um the, the likes have gone down and actually the which is interesting, and the number of retweets went up. Um, these are estimates, and they they added some more stuff. It's just it's very there's so much peculiarity with this entire event, and we know that, and we know why there is because you know they're they're trying to uh, they were trying to stir up the fear porn on this, and they were trying to push push a narrative. So, I think I've explained that enough. Uh, as far as that, but I do have some information on uh, Mr. Gates. So this was from an uh, uh, interview with uh, Nora O'Donnell, and I'll let you listen to it, and you can go from there. Moderna vaccines sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators, uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is, is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, you know, the, it, 
the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things there. They, you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose. And so, uh, you know, to get the antibodies, some of the other vaccines uh, are going able to go with lower doses to get uh, responses that are, are pretty high, including the, the J&J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines. Um, it's great that we have multiple of them uh, that are no, going out there. And, Yes, I you, think you know the data the better government. than I do, but the bill, though, the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic, where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I I I think will do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. So there, there's a right from the horse's mouth. He can't tell you anything because he's stupid or he doesn't want to tell you anything. He he knows what's going on because he funds his stuff. I mean, he's been involved with this vaccine since its outset. Him and Fauci both. They've been playing the United States of America, the entire public, this whole time. Bait and switch. And everybody should know this by now. You w You shouldn't trust one thing that comes out of their mouth. The reason why I play this is because... It should be an emphasis without looking at his body language and knowing what he's uh, actually his body's doing. It's quite interesting to watch him, uh, him and Ha, and then at the end, his facial experience uh, expression. He has an upside down. He so he's not smiling. He's clenched his mouth real tight because he's really pissed off because he he couldn't he couldn't formulate an answer on the fly that he should know right away. I mean. He, he he's uh he he's all about vaccines. He should be a absolute expert on this stuff. He should know you know the science, the mRNA, the the DNA, how this interacts, what an attenuated vaccine is, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not pretending to be a, an expert on any of those things. I I I don't. I don't. I just read people. I read people. I look at information. I look data and statistics. I'm not going to pretend to be a biologist. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a virologist. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know anything about... I, I never have gone through those courses. That doesn't mean I couldn't learn, but, you know, time is of the essence, and I don't really have time to become a, a biologist on the fly while our country's in crisis. It sounds like a good idea, but it's not really going to be helpful. Now, I can read up on it, and I can read studies, and I can re read uh, conflicting information. And the thing is, is... I know he supports most, he funds most of the research in all these institutions. He's the one who killed hydroxychloroquine. That's not, that's not even a debate, really. Uh, he funded, he funded one of the scientists who was connected to two of the papers uh, released by the Lancet and then later retracted. He funded, and when I say he funded that scientist, it was a, a an Indian, Indian doctor who was attached to a Brightham uh, Women's Hospital. They received a grant of nearly five million dollars. It's like four million nine hundred some odd thousand dollars through the Gates Foundation in March of 2020. It was the third largest grant they'd ever received. Now I know five million dollars doesn't seem like a lot, but he was the heart director, the medical director of, of a unit at that particular hospital. So, you know, how am I supposed to know? You know, what what internally can I justify? Were there emails made? And he happened to be involved with 
the surgisphere, uh, the people who collected the data that turned out to be wholly inaccurate. And then he was also involved in the WHO trials, which was the trial that they were using where they were giving uh, people hydroxychloroquine in quadruple the do dosage level that they were supposed to uh, provide to them at the end of, at, and this was end stage or what would be considered end stage of the disease uh, when I say end stage the people were in crisis and they were using hydroxy they were giving it to the worst patients at the worst time and then they were ODing them on medication to get a negative re result it's it's it was a matter of fact it was so bad it was done I think it was done in Brazil if I'm not mistaken in Brazil there were many doctors that were uh, outraged by this and uh, they filed a lawsuit and I don't know where that's gone since then and it's Brazil's in chaos and there's a whole a whole bunch of other aspects of that situation it's very difficult to clarify for people how dangerous this whole situation has been made by people like him who are injecting themselves in medical in the medical profession who have only thing they're interested in is making money. And the worst thing is they have doctors that are that are being uh, covering up. They're focusing on vaccines instead of therapeutics, which of course is always what has been going on for the last hundred years in the United States. We focus on uh, on uh, maintenance of, uh, of ill health instead of uh, instead or not maintenance uh, maintenance of ill health versus maintenance of preventative care preventative. In other words, preventing disease, you know, that's where the immune system is very important. And why wasn't that done during the situation? Why weren't they ramping up uh, uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin, uh, the zinc, all your minerals? Why weren't they trying to boost people's immune system? Why weren't they doing that? Because there's no money in it. And it's sad to say this to people out there, but your health system is backwardsly designed. It's not designed to help you. It's designed to hurt you. And people, there's no, these doctors don't care. They think they do, but they don't. They care about, they care about profits. They care about their money. They care about uh, trying to test things on people. Ooh, we, we've come up with a new way to, you know, give you an extra six months of your life for uh, a million dollars. Instead of improving your life at the very outset and get, teaching people good dietary measures and stuff, they say, well, we can't change people's behavior. What do you mean you can't change people's behavior? You've been changing people's behavior through social media for the last 15 years. And nobody seems to have, gives a good goddamn about that. Sorry, that's probably not to be good to say on uh, on this day in our holy day. But it, it's irritating to see people do this to others. Um, and, and to sell them hucksterism. And, and to not just go with some basic common sense, but common sense is not that not that common. It certainly isn't help, helpful. I mean, I have my own health issues, but I know lots of other people that have far worse things and could be fixed if they were just were given better information. And the thing is, is we're not doing that to people anymore. We're we're hurting people, and I think that's just so sad uh, that we're going down this road. So. I wanted to, well, first we're going to do a quick video, uh, Simon's, um, so Simon Sinek on Millennials, to, I'll try to p get to it real quick here and see what happens here. <clears throat> so this is on Millennials, but you, you talk, uh, this is discussion of social media, um, though. What's the Millennial question? 
apparently millennials as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage. And they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic, self-interested, unfocused, lazy. But entitled is the big one. And, uh, and because they confound leadership so much, what's happening is leaders are asking the millennials, what do you want? And millennials are saying, we want to work in a place with purpose, love that. Um, we want to make an impact, you know, whatever that means. Um, uh, we want free food and beanbags. Uh, and so somebody articulates some sort of purpose, there's lots of free food and there's beanbags, and yet for some reason, they're still not happy. And that's because um, you, the, they're missing, there's, there's, a, there's a missing piece. Um, what I've learned is that there, I can break it down into four pieces, right? There are four, four things, four characteristics. One is parenting, the other one is uh, technology, the third is impatience, and the fourth is environment. The generation that we call the millennials, too many of them grew up um, subject to, not my words, failed parenting strategies, you know, where, for example, they were told that they were special all the time. They were told that they could have anything they want in life just because they want it, right? They were told, um, uh, some of them got into um, honors classes not because they deserved it but because their parents complained. And some of them got A's not because they earned them but because the teachers didn't want to deal with the parents. Some kids got participation medals. They got a medal for coming in last, right? which the science we know is pretty clear, which is it devalues the medal and the reward for those who actually work hard. And that actually makes the person who comes in last feel embarrassed because they know they didn't deserve it. So it actually makes them feel worse, right? So you take this group of people and they graduate school and they get a job and they're thrust into, an, into the real world. And in an instant, they find out they're not special. Their moms can't get them a promotion. Um, that you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it, right? And in an instant, their entire self-image is shattered. And so you have an entire generation that's growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. The other problem to compound it is we're growing up in a Facebook, Instagram world. In other words, we're good at putting filters on things. We're good at showing people that life is amazing even though I'm depressed, right? And so everybody sounds tough and everybody sounds like they got it all figured out. And the reality is there's very little toughness and most people don't have it figured out. And so when the more senior people say, well, what should we do? They sound like this is what you got to do. And they have no clue. So you have an entire generation growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations, right? Through no fault of their own. Through no fault of their own, right? They were dealt a bad hand. That part is BS because um, it's not through no fault of their own. At some point, you have to take accountability for your actions and responsibility. Um, I myself can pretty much verify that, that, that reality that you, at some point, it's all on you. Nobody's going to, there are no saviors. I mean, aside from God Almighty, there are no saviors on this earth. Um, no one's going to save your, save your 401k. No one's going to bail you out at work. No one's going to come along and, and save your industry. It's all on you. And I'm not saying you should do that individualistically, but it, it means that you're not going to be able to just uh, shove it off onto somebody else all the time. And this is the internal and external locus of control. If you blame everything outside of you, 
and he talked about the, the, the filtering and stuff like that and the narcissism, and that is um, a part of this, even this current situation. See, 2020 turned into the year that corporate America just rolled over and said, here, we're going to gimme, 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 and they're giving to BLM and Antifa. They're, they're, they're fueling these spoiled children to be even more spoiled than they already are, and you're seeing people commit crimes and you're seeing no accountability and yet they're here they are trying to crucify uh, bad term but uh they're trying to use uh do this for um uh chauvin now granted chauvin didn't handle that situation appropriately but was he the is he going to be is he going to be held to a felony murder is it, or the murder that i think it's a second degree or third degree murder did he kill George Floyd? The answer is, I say no. I don't think, I think at most you could get him for is maybe an, a, a, an aggravated battery uh, in, in, in the fact that he was on top of him and, and at the end of the thing. That isn't going to cut it for the people that they have, they have stirred up and spoiled and they're going to burn down Minneapolis because they're not going to get the results they want. Now, there may be other information that I, I'm not watching the trial, so I can't make the full disclosure. But no matter how that trial turns out, it's going to be a tragedy. If he's found innocent of all charges, you're going to have these mobs go out and they're going to destroy this, destroy Minneapolis and Bloomington or whatever in Minnesota. And they're probably going to do it elsewhere. And it's going to be interesting to see what the response is going to be this time as opposed to last year. You have a different attorney general. You have a different administration. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and the reason why that's indicative is this whole situation has been a constant crazy-making situation to take uh, to, to use as a way to, because uh, eventually they're going to say, well, this is the reason why we need to strip people of their individual rights and have an authoritarian control. And you need to have passports and vaccine uh, vaccine passports and travel uh, bans, and this is all plays into what the left has always wanted to do, which is to take away your freedoms. Which leads us to our next uh, little episode from uh, Dan Barangino. Uh, whether you like him or not, I don't. I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to play this little sample. It's probably about five or six minutes, but it, he's he's uh, he's going over a uh, a thing that uh, CNN. It was a, a, a segment on CNN. So listen closely to what, what the lady says. Joe, let's go. All right. Here we go. The most honest thing ever said on CNN. CNN, known for misinformation, the PP tape, the collusion hoax, various other hoaxes, the Chris Cuomo oversized Q-tip he showed with his brother Andrew Cuomo making fun of Governor Cuomo's big nose on television in one of the weirdest segments I've ever seen. Well, Chris Cuomo had a guest on, a Dr. Leanna Wen. Uh, she is a, an MD, from what I know. And she was on the network, and this was March 10th, but this segment is getting a whole lot of, let's say, publicity and not the good kind. I don't know how this one slipped past the goalie on March 10th, because people are starting to spread this around. It is the one thing, one moment of honesty you've finally seen on CNN. Listen to Dr. Leanna Wen explain the real theory 
behind the shutdowns and why you can't open up right now. Check this little gem ski out. There are many more people, millions of people, who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. And I fear a situation of coming into the fall where we never reach herd immunity. And then we get hit by the next surge of, of, of COVID-19 in the fall, something that we could have prevented if we just got people vaccinated now. <laughs> Is that a gem or what? Is that not a sparkling gem or what? Ooh. She just says the quiet part out loud. Is that, how fantastic is that? And by fantastic, I mean not fantastic. She finally admits what the true agenda is. We'll be really afraid if people go out and start enjoying freedoms again. Blaze has an article up. It'll be in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. CNN analyst urges Biden administration to tie vaccinations to Americans, quote, freedoms. If everything is reopened, what's the carrot going to be? Now it all makes sense, ladies and gentlemen. Now we've got it. Here it is. Here it is. Because some of you who are rational out there, you're like, why would governors of big states continue to crush the economic livelihoods of the businesses in their state and the citizens that vote for them if the lockdowns have been shown pretty conclusively now to not be effective at stopping the virus. Matter of fact, Texas has reopened and dropped their mask mandate, and cases in Texas are dropping dramatically. So if that were the case, you would think to yourself, if you were a rational person, and I know many liberals are not, you would say, well, why shouldn't other states open up then? If these lockdowns are not stopping this virus, and Texas reopened, and we've seen evidence of cases after the reopening of Texas going down, why wouldn't we do that too? Because the left has always, always hated freedom and liberty. Always. We've been covering this topic over the last few days, and now you see it. Now, folks, that may see seem on its face like the most obvious statement in the history of the Dan Bongino show. But believe me, I'm going to go into some more detail about why this matters. The left is... So, um... I guess I could go ahead and let him go on, but what he gets to real quickly is that, you know, for example, the idea of freedom of choice, like, for example, with your kids, should they be taught in a public school or should they be taught at home or should they be taught through a private entity, um, you know, obviously charter schools or whatnot, you know, the ability to make those decisions for yourself. It's always been the left's contention that you're just too stupid to understand how to do that. They do that with IDs. That's the reason why they're making a big stink about uh, voter ID. It's uh, the reason why they want to uh, eliminate. They don't want. They want to control every aspect of your life. Why? Because they're control freaks. They're collectivists. They're weak, and they always like to control things. They don't want people with freedoms. They don't understand the Constitution because they don't believe in the Constitution as 
is uh, uh for example mark um uh, what's his face um from uh the blaze i can't um uh, he he's loud and boisterous or whatever but he's a you know, scholar i can't I, it doesn't matter what his last name is anyway uh <laughs> the point is is that the the concept is that we're uh we're always at the behold. We're always at the behest of these people who want to control every single aspect of your life. It's the Chinese model. That's the reason why they have a social credit system. They are trying to eliminate Western freedom. That's what we're up against. I wish people would get this through their head. I know a lot of people out there got this, but until you push back against your government, who is refusing. To uphold the Constitution, they are traitors to this country. They are traitors to the document that which they took, swore an oath to. They took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. But oaths don't matter anything to a leftist. A leftist lies all the time. There's a reason why we, we don't like you on the left. It's because you lie about everything you say. You can complain about our hypocrisy. That's fine on the right. You can complain about people on the right being hip hypocrites. Well, you know what? At least I'm willing to admit when I'm doing something. The left won't will barely be so uh, blatantly obvious about, well, you know what? If we don't have this, how can we get people to do something we want them to do, which is to jab a needle into their arm for a vaccine that's been on the market for barely three or four months. Which has its has its downside. Which even Nora O'Donnell, uh, uh, this was that was back several months. That was in December, and Gates couldn't give a, a give a answer. And he has funded the whole thing. He's been funding it, and of course the government is supporting it too. And then we've come out recently and found out that there's there's uh, problems with vaccine making in Maryland. That for some reason or other. They're making, I think, the AstraZeneca and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in a facility, and somehow they mix them up. You know, how can you be so negligent and so complacent and have such poor quality control on something that supposedly is so vital to everybody to get? I'm not a vaccine supporter, but I'm a, a, I have very good reason not to be because I see the monkey show that's been going on here for the last year, and it's been nothing but crazy-making, and it's being driven by people that I cannot trust. And when I can't trust somebody, why would I want to continue to give them power? It's asinine. It's stupid. And they need to be reined in. They need to be brought before Congress and put under oath and have to give truthful test, test, testimony. And if they try to evade answers, you say, no, you're not going to evade answers. You're going to answer the damn question, or you're going to take the fifth. Because I'm not going to listen to you lie, and and if we had a government that actually supported ourselves, supported that, that had a DOJ and an FBI, they would have already done a criminal investigation. But I know they don't do that because, of course, um, in the same broadcast, uh, Mr. Bongino brought up uh, Hunter Biden and his uh, his uh, interview he just did recently. So we're going to go to that. Uh, just about here, I think is where we're at. Get back to the show. So I saw this interview pop this morning. I mean, this Hunter Biden. Can, does this guy have any dignity left? He goes on this, uh, this was it, morning show or something. I saw this popping on social media. And the laptop story is up again. The laptop story. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop. It, just play this cut on the other side. It's come back and I'll explain to you how ridiculously stupid this is. Check this out. 
Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I is really a, don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. <laughs> so you get all that. It could be. It could be. It ain't. <laughs> there's so much evidence that there's stuff online and there's been things that have been done. And just so you know that that's Hunter Biden's voice. Here's another little tip, uh, snippet from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to play this. Uh, I think I played this in the podcast. And I'm just going to play it again because I think it's kind of important that we uh, we at least uh, attempt to look at what Hunter Biden is actually up to. And see if I can actually uh, get to it. Hopefully, I put it bare. I, I got to make sure I got it in the right article. But the point is, is Biden was uh, talking to a particular um, what do we call it, not a doctor, but uh, he was uh, he was a part of uh, he was uh, announcing, you know, on a on a video, not a video, but an audio that was captured by War Room out of the laptop that laptop from hell and no i'm not going to be able to pull that up right away i mean um i i do have the video though the point is is that uh mr mr biden's son was quite um quite the quite the idiot when it came to what he was willing to say on 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 a broadcast uh, on his la on the laptop Here we go. in his own words I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling but my old partner Eric who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the literally Dr. Patrick Coe, the fucking spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to be, build the fucking largest fucking LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. So it, it just it, it just keeps on going on and on and on with with Hunter Biden. And I know people say, well, it doesn't matter. He sold out our country. He put he got money from the Chinese. He gets money from Ukraine. I've seen emails with his information on it that what he's uh, what he was involved in. This guy's a he's a clown. And uh, there's a, there's a site called GTV that you can do a, a GTV.org. And you can do a, a search query on Hunter Biden, and you'll see all the dirty peccadilloes that you would would rather not see. 
I don't even really care about the sex. I care about the I care about the money that he received and what kind of influence that has over the current president's decisions. And it should bother everybody. It's not just a this isn't about the Bidens per se. It's about the presidency. It's about who's in charge of the country. Now I know lots of people out there that that couldn't would would never let uh, uh, quote unquote Donald Trump sleep one iota during this entire time. And you may have evidence, but you know what? No evidence was ever produced by the FBI, DOJ, and yet they continue to try to hunt him down and try to hound him as after he's out of office, which we've never done with uh, George uh, George W. Bush for his lying and his entire administration's lying to us about getting us into the Iraqi war, which cost us trillions of dollars and thousands of, thousands of lives you know, tens of thousands of lives in the United States and probably half a million to a million lives over in Iraq. You know, that was a rep- that was a crime against humanity. And we've never brought him to justice. Why? I am so tired of hearing about the elites. And the elites get away with this stuff because they, they hide behind their authority and their power. They hide behind the military. They they use the the monopoly of power by the by the state against us, but be damned if they'll ever be held accountable for their actions. And this needs to stop. This is not something that we can continue to allow to happen, or you won't have a country. And we will be subverted from the inside by people like China, who love to play on our play on the our weaknesses. The left is so morally weak. That they they take money, they want sex, they they push these extremist uh, views and philosophies, the Marcuses and the uh, what's his face, the um, I can't even think of the other French philosopher. This postmodernism bullshit that they keep on pumping through uh, our institutions, and it needs to stop. We are an America. We are an American nation that had very strong values. We did. We had very strong values, and they have been subverted and hijacked by people that have no concept of what it is to know. No, they have no chill mode. They have no understanding of what the heck it is they're really trying to accomplish, except burn it down. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Bill Gates is part and parcel. All the mega capitalists out there, I don't even want to call them, I really hate calling them even capitalists. They're, they're, uh, they're uh, parasitic they're parasitic uh, capitalist pawn scum because they exploit every avenue of our regulation, regulatory bodies, our legal bodies, and they need to be brought to heel, severely brought to heel. I don't care about them making money. I care about the legitimacy of how they go about it. I care about them subverting markets and using ex, uh, using using our own military and use, uh, using our own government against us, not our military, but using the, the DOJ and the NSA and making sweetheart deals with the CIA uh, through Allen and Company and, and whatnot. Uh, George Tenet was a, a key player over there at the CIA in both, in both the Clinton and the Bush administration. And he hosts the Sun Valley Conference where all the tech people come there and they do little backdoor deals and they get... They contact the right people in the the current administration. See, the reason why they were so pissed off at Trump is because, I guess you could say in a roundabout way, uh, if he actually uh, dug into any of the stuff they were really into, they'd be hell to pay because he's the chief executive. He could cut, he could kneecap them all. 
So, of course, the reason why they kept him under constant investigation was to keep him tied up so he couldn't get into the actual running of the country. Uh, we would have so much, we, our country would be so much better, uh, better served. But this is all being driven by globalists who like to smear, uh, they like to smear a host of uh, avenues out there. Um, they like to smear isolationism. They like to smear nationalism because they don't believe in it. They don't believe in a country. They don't believe in the nation state. These globalists believe in one world economic, one world order where they're at the top and everybody else is submissive to them. And, and it's, 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 it can't be done. It should not be done. They've always done this to us. They've divided and conquered us through people who will not listen to the fact that these people are, are out there trying to destroy this entire world through any means necessary. Divide and conquer, uh, poisoning the food, uh, ramping up pandemics, uh, positioning us so that you either have to fight them in order to win, which of course involves war or bloodshed, you know, and, and you can, I, there's, I know there's people out there who think that they can, if they get to an isolated, isolated enough place that things will be good. At some point that's not going to work because they're not going to allow you to stand by. They're not going to let you run to whatever far, they're going to come they're going to come for you at some point or another. There is no, there is a point where you need to recognize, and this is where all the states, the all the independent states of the United States, you need to firm up their constitutions and firm up their local, uh, local, local law enforcement, local, local abilities, and then they need to work as a, a actual net against all the for, uh, federal actors that are going to come down the pike. And when they come, you need to be prepared. Not only from a legal standpoint, but every other aspect available to you. Not suggesting that you should do anything outside the norm, but if you're being harassed and violated by the federal government in a way that is unconstitutional, and if we don't have an operating court, well, you're going to have to do something at some point. Uh, these people are out for blood, and they, they refuse to understand the word no. That's their problem. They cannot understand, nor will they accept the word no. You cannot cross the boundary of taking away people's individual liberties, no matter what kind of pandemic you, you put together. And if it's a viral bioweapon, why aren't we out there curb stomping the people who released it? They're the people. They're, they, that's called a violation of the Geneva Accord. It's a violation of, I mean, there was mustard gas in World War One. Didn't we outlaw that? Yes. Didn't we, didn't we go after the Germans for the, what their atrocities were in World War II? Yes. Same thing applies to China. And they need to be held to account monetarily first and foremost. And then uh, basically isolated and blockaded where they're at. And, then been, and be all the nations. But of course, here's the problem. The China has all those nations in their back pocket right now. They have the UK. Most of the European nations are subservient to China. They're all on the same path with this Gates and Xi and uh, Klaus Schwab as the marketing campaign or the World Economic Forum with all these big business, these CEOs. Those people also need to be brought to heel because they are part and parcel to this too. Any conversation with Eric Schmidt or, or uh, Tim Cook or or uh, Jack Dorsey. If we had an, a firmly operating DOJ, those people would already be either arrested or in jailed or imprisoned. 
and they would they they would lose their companies pretty quickly, because if they're committing these kind of uh, uh, backdoor deals to undermine and subvert the Constitution of the United States, they need to be brought to justice. It's real simple. Back in the day, we didn't allow this to happen. This didn't happen in the 1950s. Communist subversion is evil, and it needs to be dealt with accordingly. Um, that's just my that's these are my opinions, and I will hold to them to the day I die because I hate seeing this going on, going on in our country. Well, I've gotten off of my soapbox here, and I'm going to close this out while I'm still in the boundary, so to speak. Um, I hope that people realize what's coming down the pike and that they're going to have to make decisions uh, to help themselves. And we got to be strong, and we need to start uh, developing friendships with people uh, to achieve our a better end to this country. Uh, I'm making these broadcasts because of that fact. Because I think we're we're at a precipice where there's going to be a point where we're not going to be able to solve this problem individually. We need to collectivize too. We need to be strong against the, the forces that are on the left who, like I said, don't know the word what the word no means. They seem to be very interested in, in trying to destroy the entire world. They don't even, and half of them don't even know why they're doing it. And the other half, or not even the other half, the very, very top sliver does, does know what they're trying to do. And then they will succeed if they continue to go on this trip. So I hope you enjoyed this broadcast. I'm very excited to talk about it.